Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. I'm the host of the show. Locked On Blue Devils is a daily podcast that talks about everything going on in the world of Duke athletics. We hope that you enjoyed yesterday's show when we had the chance to catch up with Charles Mockler from Locked On Clippers to talk about Luke Kennard and the former Duke Blue Devils now playing in Los Angeles. Today, I've got a good one for you. Derek Lively II, the newest commit of Duke basketball, and Caleb Foster, the first commit in the class of 2023. We're going to break them down with Brandon Jenkins from 24-7 Sports as he'll be back on our show. Second time visit for Brandon. He always has great stuff. It's going to be awesome. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow and subscribe Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcast follow us on twitter at lo underscore blue devils follow me on twitter at underscore jj underscore jackson underscore and that way you can see what's coming out on our program let's take a quick break and then when we come back brandon jenkins joins the show right after this on locked on blue devils Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at betonline.ag it is that time of year again and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the latest odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's brand new. That is brand new from our friends over at Bet Online. If you use promo code Locked On and sign up today, you receive a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo and make a bet on Thursday, September 9th's season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all these great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to use promo code Locked On. Welcome back into the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. JJ Jackson here, pleased to be joined by now a second time guest. Brandon Jenkins from 24-7 Sports, kind enough to join us here on the program. Brandon, I'm just excited that the first time wasn't too much of a hassle that you agreed to come back on the podcast. How are you, man? Oh, uh, man, I'm good. I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be considered a vet, I guess. You're two-time <laughs> vet worthy. Do yes. I get the vet title now? Yes, absolutely. You get the vet title for sure. Uh, because, look, you made bit predictions on the show that continue to go through. John Shire continues to absolutely kill it on the recruiting trail. So we've got a lot that we want to get into on today's show. Uh, what if we start in 2023, Brandon, because uh, Duke secured a commit from Caleb Foster, first guy in the entire 2023 class, to really make his college decision, and it's to play for the Duke Blue Devils. How early was Caleb Foster's decision compared to what you traditionally see, Brandon? Uh, it was very early. To be honest, I know I'm considered as a recruiting analyst, and my job is to you know always be in the know where these kids are supposed to go to college. And I did. I did know that Duke was the leader in Caleb Foster's recruitment, 
But the timing just really, really surprised me. But, um, you know, shout out to my coworker, Travis Branham, for always being in the know when it came um, to Caleb Foster and his situation. I mean, he was already ready as soon as he made his announcement. And, um, you know, it was very early, but a great pickup for John Shire. Um, and just another reason why Duke um, will never let up, um, no matter who's at the helm, because they're always keeping things within the brotherhood, within, that, uh, within the top of the coaching staff. Is that what it was? You think just a visit around the ca- the campus and then getting to obviously interact with the coaches and the way that uh, Caleb Foster did, that's why he felt so comfortable? Uh, yeah, it's just, um, you know, like, if you look at his tendencies, he spent, he spent his uh, first couple of years at, of high school. One, I think he spent his first year back in his hometown in North Carolina, but uh, I know his sophomore year he spent at Oak Hill Academy where he got to, you know, be thrown into the fire and lead that team um, to Geico National. So I think that was pretty cool. Um, and Obviously, everybody knows Oak Hill. Uh, tradition with the players that they've had in their past and you look at Duke and the players that they've had in their past and you just look at Caleb Foster and right. the type of mature floor game that he plays and it's just a perfect fit overall. I think the kid was comfortable with the tradition, um, comfortable with him being able to play with the ball in his hands at a school like Duke and I think he knows that he's going to get the most out of his basketball career. Well you mentioned the Oak Hill part of this and, and that's obviously something that Duke fans were talking about the last time they had Oak Hill point guards, Quinn Cook and, and then Nolan Smith before that won national championships. And so, obviously, that's the goal for Caleb Foster when he sets foot on campus. And now Nolan Smith is on the coaching staff and actually able to be a recruiter as an assistant coach in college basketball. I would have to think when Nolan Smith goes out there on the recruiting trail, when he starts by recruiting someone that went to the same school as he did in Oak Hill Academy, that's probably a little bit easier for a coach to relate to a player, right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, is him going... Uh, Oak Hill, him being a point guard at Oak Hill or being a combo at Oak Hill, playing on and off the ball. Him being a five-star prospect within himself. I think he was a McDonald's All-American. Right, he was. Um, But, like, just him him having – Taylor Foster having that same trajectory that Noah Smith had within his career, I think everything was just comfortable for Foster to make that decision early. And I I really – I really respect the fact that he didn't want to drag out his recruiting process and, like, that he wanted to get it done. He liked what he saw and just – advantage of it in a better place than Duke, right? So I think that was a was a great fit for both sides, and I think both parties are very happy at this point. Do you think this is going to be the first of many wins for Nolan Smith out on the recruiting trail? I mean, we talk so often about John Shire and what he's been able to do with recruits and uh, now feeling comfortable taking over as the head coach. Before that, it was it was Jeff Capel on Coach K's staff that got a lot of buzz. But uh, what about Nolan Smith's personality? Uh, and do you find him to be, to be a good recruiter so far? And do you think the success will continue? Absolutely. I think the success will continue just because um, his, his playing career is not too long ago. He retired early and uh, went, into, went into the coaching staff with Duke um, within his mid to late 20s. So I think it was, uh, I think this is a pretty good opportunity for him to get out there and for kids to relate to him and not only relate to him as a basketball player, but to re- relate to him as a person. Um, obviously, Nolan Smith, when he came up, he came up around dudes like Michael Beasley, Kevin Durant, all those dudes in the DMV area. Um, so, you know, Nolan has a, great, a lot of great stories to tell and a lot of great stories to pitch. And, he, and once again, he's been through it. You know, the work that he takes. And <laughs> just imagine him recruiting a talent that was better than he was in high school <laughs> and what he can do with that. And so I think it's just – I think it's a win just putting him on the coaching staff. And I think he's going to gonna be able to nab a few top-tier recruits. You mentioned Travis Branham a little bit earlier. You guys do such an outstanding job with 24-7 sports, and that's always where I'm going when I want to get the latest recruiting news. Tell me a little bit more about Caleb Foster's game on the basketball side of things. I I love your evaluation of players. We've talked about that before 
on your first visit here on the podcast. But when you watch Caleb Foster play basketball, what are you watching? Uh, absolutely. Well, he first came onto the scene for me when he uh, got on ESPN and they started broadcasting the high school games last season. Um, just him being a sophomore starting at the point guard spot for Oak Hill, that really stood out to me. And how his pace and how poised he was um, managing managing that position, I think that was I think that was very high level. Um, he is really skilled. Um, he, he's very heady. He makes open shots. I think that's my favorite part about his game. He's a great open three-point shooter, especially when his, when his feet are set. Um, and that's something that stood out to me um, watching his four ga- the four games that I did when he played on national television. Now, the funny story is when July hit and he was running with the Tim Curry squad, he played up on 17U. Um, he was probably one of the better point guards in the U- Under Armour circuit. Um, the thing that stood out to me was my first time seeing him in person. The, the kid is a legit 6'4 and a half, pushing 6'5. Um, and he's big. He's big at the guard spot. He kind of reminds me of Jalen Brunson when it comes to his pace and his savvy for the game. Um, and I definitely think that this is a dude, a unique type of point guard, because, you know, Duke has always had high-level people who can, you know, manage the floor, John Shire being one of them, so right. who better to coach him. Um, but, like, he, he's, he's kind of special in the fact that he plays at his own pace. He's strong. He's not dynamic, but he gets the job done, and he gets it done in a productive fashion. So um, I definitely think that this is a perfect, perfect multi-year type of dude for Duke. I don't think he's one and done, but he potentially can be. Um, just due to his efficiency in playing that position and his size for position, I think that would be attractive to NBA scouts. But I definitely think he's a one- to two-year type of guy, so I'd like to keep Duke fans happy and say that he'll be there for two years. But if he leaves after one, I'm not going to be surprised. <laughs> well, look, we love national championships at Duke. That's what's important to us. And, and the fact that um, Nolan Smith and Quinn Cook were able to do that, the fellow Oak Hill guys, you mentioned somebody like Jalen Brunson, who's got a couple of rings on his finger from his time at Villanova. That is a obviously lofty comparison that we are certainly fine for. Talking about Duke point guards in particular, though, over the last decade, from John Shire to Nolan Smith, I mean, Kyrie Irving is right after it, Quinn Cook, the Jones brothers, Tyus and Trey, Trey Duval over the years. Tell me a little bit more about uh, the, those Duke guys in comparison to Caleb Foster, or is he truly going to be a little bit of a mix of something we haven't seen before? Like I said, I think he's unique. I think he's like a throwback type just because he plays at his own pace. You know, when you talk about Kyrie Irving, you get the flash and the high-level skill. Just the thing that pops that looks kind of sexy to the NBA scouts. Right. That's why he's taking number one. Think of Quinn Cook. Yeah, you get that savvy, but you also have a dude that can really, you know, guard and just check a lot of boxes. Um, and he's kind of quicker. Um, on the quicker side of things, same with uh, Trey and Tyus. I mean, obviously, Tyus was a better shooter. Um, but, like, just a heady floor general. He was quicker, a quicker type guard. Obviously, uh, Trey can lock up and probably the best on-ball defender out of probably everybody that I named um, that put on that Duke jersey. That's why he was so successful. Um, but when you look at Caleb Foster, I mean, like, it's like a combination, but his size is what makes him really unique. I mean, like, just having a six four and a half pushing six five guard with his size and his mature frame and his mature game, um, I definitely think that's what separates him. So he's gonna be he's gonna be something that they've never seen before in terms of the size perspective at the point guard spot. But he'll be a throwback type. Think of like the like the two two thousand six two thousand ten era where you got your Greg Pollisters and your John Shires, you know, leading the charge. Even a little bit of Nolan Smith, um, you know, he kind of plays at that pace, but he's not as quick as explosive as Duke guards that they had in the past decade. So, you know, they should be excited because, like, obviously, you know, yes, he plays at his own pace, but he can get the he – he knows how to play in an up-tempo, balanced-tempo type style. Right. So he'll be fine. 
Brandon Jenkins from 24-7 Sports is joining us here on the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. Caleb Foster, the first commit, period, in the class of 2023, and we're thrilled that he's coming to Durham to play for the Duke Blue Devils. Talking about that 2023 class, Brandon, how much longer until you do see another run of commits in that class? Is it something that we're probably having to wait through the high school basketball season, or could it be as soon as over the next few months? Uh, I definitely think that you would have to wait until okay. the fall of next year. Um, that's when kids usually tend to commit. It's rare that you see a kid commit, um, you know, at this time. Um, obviously, Caleb Foster is probably the long five, 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 six, and 2023 um, to make this pledge outside of the kids that decide to jump to the overtime league. So, um, no, definitely. I think you. I think Duke fans will probably have to wait and just, you know, just track the stories and track who Duke is targeting down the road. And I know they have a uh, a lot of big plans in mind um, for this class, just like they do the 2022 class. So it should be interesting. No, they absolutely do. I mean, look at I love looking at the 2023 profile for Duke right now, and they've got the national rank of a number one class in the country, according to 24-7 Sports. Again, that's probably because they've got the only commit out there, so we'll <laughs> take number one for the time being. That's a place that uh, they've obviously been uh, in many, many years in the past. Let's talk a little bit more, though, about a couple of guys, uh, particularly at that five-star level. McKenzie, and I don't even want to go for the last name, um, Brandon, there, but uh, you know who I'm talking about, the five-star ranks. Is it McBaga? What are we saying here for McKenzie? I, 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 would, I would lean with that, too. I struggle with it, too. I would go with McG- uh, McBago. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Uh, definitely a uh, high-level Nigerian kid, probably a better person than he is, a uh, better basketball player, and I think a lot of the kid is extremely talented. I um, haven't got a chance to see him play live, but definitely a guy who matches production and up, upside from that wing position, and he's going to probably make a jump uh, when our rankings are updated within the next couple of weeks. So he's definitely one that uh, Duke is smart for targeting and offering, and um, he, he checks all the boxes from the wing position in terms of production and upside. So I know they're pretty excited um, just to be recruiting him and be active within that recruitment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar, celebrate the freedom of choice with all of their amazing flavors. Did you know that they had so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well then you're missing out. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream. That's just to name a few. You know what my favorite flavor is? Well, it's definitely cookies and cream. It's so good. It's healthy, covered in 100% chocolate, and yet I've got so much energy after eating it. That is 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Wow, that's awesome. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Order today and you got to try the new flavor. It's Grasshopper Cookie. It's a really good one or just order whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the United States track and field team. Isn't that great? Getting ready for some Olympics, track and field events and that sort of thing. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D. 1-5 for 15% off your next order. Our show today is brought to you by Price Picks. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know that you will too. Price Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy as it offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not even have heard of. It's really cool. Make sure you check it out. 
as Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All you do is pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Pick allows mixed sports entries. For example, you can take the over on LeBron combined points and the under on Patrick Mahomes in the same entry. That's basketball and football if you live under a rock in the sports world and weren't aware. Just use the award-winning app on both the App Store and the Google Play Store on Apple and Android devices. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, well, let's get more relevant. Let's get to 2022. And obviously, as you mentioned a moment ago, a lot of the 2023 guys probably aren't committing until the fall a year from now, which would be fitting considering what we saw this week with Derek Lively II announcing that the Duke Blue Devils would be his college, his college home, his college destination. Tell me about uh, Derek Lively, and were you surprised that Duke ultimately won his sweepstakes? No, I wasn't surprised, but, uh, you know, a lot of the conversations uh, prior to his commitment was, you know, Duke or Kentucky. Obviously, Michigan and Penn State were in there, and they did a great job within that pursuit. But um, it definitely came out of Duke and Kentucky. And uh, a lot of the arguments that I've seen is, like, what program is better with the big men? And both programs are very successful with the big men. But, um, you know, it was kind of like looking at the argument, like, when you look at a player like Derek Lively, long, athletic rim runner who can really jump out the gym, reminds me of a more skilled Tyson Chandler. Um, and I say more skilled because of his uh, perimeter, his expanded perimeter game. Right. Um, but when you look at a player like him, you you, you kind of think that the Kentucky the Kentucky uh, side of things have had more big men like him, and that's no disrespect to Duke because Duke sure. has some very excellent, elite, and skilled big men. I'm just talking about comparison-wise. You know, Kentucky's had the Anthony Davis, rim running shot blocker, Willie Colley Stein, rim runner, shot blocker, and there's Noel, rim runner, shot blocker. So, I mean, like, that list can go up and down. And I'm not saying he won't be successful at Duke because, you know, the name of the game in the modern, you know, era of basketball is having your five men be rim runner, shot blockers. Who better in this class or who better in the high school games than Derek Lively? Um, so, no, like, he'll thrive under Duke. He's actually – like, like, again, I hate using this word, but he's one of the more unique big men that they had in terms of him being seven foot one um, and being able to protect the paint and cover the rim with his length and athletic ability. So, uh, you know, they should be very excited, and, and they're glad we will be a lot, uh, big reason why they win a lot of games in that 22-23 season. I think I read some numbers from Peach Jam. This guy's averaging, like, five blocks a game. Like, what? <laughs> that's, that's crazy as we're talking about the defensively. You mentioned all the Kentucky bit guys, and I'm glad you did because I, I do agree with your assessment of, of the Duke Biggs over the past decade in this one-and-done era that we've seen. You look at somebody like Julio Okafor or even most recently someone like Vernon Carey Jr., very skilled offensively with their back to the basket, and Vernon Carey's game, from my opinion, able to stretch the floor a little bit more than Okafor was. But this really does kind of feel like a lob and defensive block shots kind of guy in Derek Lively, which Duke hasn't seen before. Absolutely, and like, just don't forget, you'll get your skill out of college Philippe. So, like, Duke has right. nothing to worry about in terms of getting their traditional, you know, back to the back skill, face up type of front court post, post players. Um, but Derek Lively is one that now they've just you know, got a compliment, right? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, no. But uh, the camera crazy will go crazy over over Derek Lively because of the his ability to make plays above the rim. His ability to protect it. So they're, they're going to have a great time during that 22-23 season. 
All right, so we look at the class. Uh, obviously, two big names still out there that Duke would love to get because a couple of guys from this year's team, you would imagine, are going to find successful professional careers ahead of them. And uh, Mark Mitchell, somebody that we've talked about in the past, J.J. Starling as well. Are, are they near decision dates, do you think, uh, Brandon? And believe- is Duke still in the, the running for them? Uh, I would believe so. I would say yes to both of them. Um, I know that's how they're trying to finish out that class. I know uh, Mark Mitchell has – I think he's still taking all four of his business. He has yet to take all four of his business, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, but I do know that UCLA and Kansas will be, a comp- uh, be the two competitions there. But Duke is, Duke is in good with uh, Mark Mitchell. Obviously, with J.J. Starling, you know, that offer stands out the most. Um, a guy who can really get buckets from all three levels. Um, I know that uh, I know that Duke wants him really bad. He'll be an ideal fit for that class in terms of just having the multi-year guys to surround, you know, the the top tier, almost one one and done talent that they have with Whitehead, Lively, potentially Kyle Filipowski. So uh, they'll definitely they're still in good with both of those recruits, and I'm pretty sure I'm expecting them to make a decision before the early signing period in November. It's uh, it's fun that we're talking about JJ Starling. I'm already endorsing him and his decision to come to uh, Duke for his name alone. Uh, being a JJ myself, and there was another pretty good JJ for Duke uh, that made news this week announcing his retirement. I talked about it on Twitter a little bit. That's actually the reason why I go by JJ uh, from the elementary school days. I heard it a lot mm-hmm. around the house uh, from a family and that sort of thing. But you watch JJ Reddick do what he does, and I'm like, all right, this Joshua thing is cool and all. Uh, the God given name, the parents given name, but I think JJ might be the run for me. Um, shout out to JJ Reddick here. I wanted to hear from you about uh, JJ Reddick and what you thought of his career uh, as he announced to retire. Honestly, uh, I kind of felt old. Amen. Amen. I just remember having uh, NBA Live 07. He was dressed up um, in that in his little head shop with, uh, with him getting drafted and seeing that <laughs> smile. I mean, how awesome is J.J. Reddick, not only as a basketball player, but as a person? For um, sure. I, t- I never got a chance to meet him, but, you know, you feel like you know him listening to his podcast. Oh, yeah. You know, just following his story and whatnot. And uh, I don't think a lot of people put enough respect on his name. The dude averaged 27 points for Duke. Right. Um, <laughs> As an upperclassman, I mean, who has just 27 points for Duke? Right. Like, and like, I'm not talking about, like, on these teams where he was the only dude. I mean, they had Sheldon Williams. Um, and I'm, I'm not, I think DeMarcus Nelson was for on sure. one of those yep. teams. Lou Aldang I mean, at so, the beginning I mean, of his career, yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, like, we're talking about a high-level dude. He's one of my favorite shooting guards of all time. Obviously, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but – you know, I definitely, he's definitely one of my favorite shooting guards of all time because he always understood the assignment in terms of what he was supposed to do throughout that 15 year career. And uh, he's just a pro's pro, and he'll be successful after the game. And I look forward to seeing what he does on the media side of things. Yeah. Um, now that he's hung it up. But, uh, man, just what a high level basketball player and even more high level person. So, you know, hopefully we both get a chance to meet him sometime down the road. Um, no doubt. Obviously, with your name, I'm pretty sure he'll be excited to hear about your story <laughs> and what you do within the media side of things. Um, so it was just great, but I, I could have cried. I was very For emotional. Sure. I mean, no, look, you you and I are about the same age, and so obviously you, you mentioned uh, NBA Live 07. That's the first time this has been brought up on the podcast. I appreciate that <laughs> shout-out. Who was on the cover for that one? Tracy McGrady. Okay, T-Mac, that's right. I could picture it right now. I could picture it right now. Uh, but uh, J.J., and the fact that he just bought in to all the hate it felt like, and he's obviously talked about that openly over the past couple of years, how could you not want to root for the guy? I asked that question, and still, it felt like all of America hated him. Oh, man, it, it, 
I think I think it was more of a Duke thing than anything. You know, people don't, people just hate success. I mean, like I just remember when I first started watching college basketball, and I felt like I hated Duke for no reason because I felt like it was the right thing to do. <laughs> like it, it, it's just it, it, it's just thank you for being honest. But yeah, obviously I've just grown out of that because I I enjoy basketball as a whole now, and I got a chance to just watch film and respect the. Uh, you know what the program brings to the table, but uh, nobody can hate on JJ Reddick. I mean, like he's just, you know, just what a what a like who who could you find that's a better person? My only thing about him is I wish he got a chance to play with LeBron um, within his high school career. I just think that he would be the perfect kickout option for LeBron James. I'll oh try my to gosh! You know, he's job done. I've said that to friends for years and years and years. You and I are almost the same person. It feels like with some of these <laughs> basketball thoughts that we have. Uh, what about the uh, what about the undershirt for the jersey that he made famous in the college days? Good look or no? Oh yeah, no for sure. I mean, like in my I eyes, was rocking it. I'm gonna be honest. I was rocking it too. Yeah, the dude can't do no wrong in my eyes. <laughs> one of those dudes, you know, obviously he's not in the conversations with the transitional talents. I mean, the uh, generational talents like your Iversons or Kobe Bryant or something like that. Sure. But me personally, the way I look at the game, I put him in that realm because he's a specialist and he always gets the job done. It's and so. Uh, like, who else could you want better? No doubt about that. Man, look, you're the best. I really do appreciate our conversation here once again. Brandon Jenkins from 24-7 Sports. Why don't you go ahead and uh, take this opportunity to tell us what you're working on over the next couple of days and the rest of your team at, at 247 Sports. For sure. With all these ball commitments going down, we're just trying to track uh, how these how these players are feeling during their official business, just trying to make sure we're in the know to break news uh, for our audience when it comes down to their commitments before the early signing period. Um, on top of that, me personally, I'm trying to get a track down for the 2023 um, updates. 2023 players are starting to, you know, schedule official visits, unofficial visits. So I want to track, you know, what their early thoughts are within their recruitment and who they're starting to dwindle out as uh, we get into this high school season, just so I can be uh, in the know when it comes time to interview them, when it comes time for the graduate season that starts in March. So uh, that's kind of our plan right now, and that's what we're bringing to the table. And if you want to, you want to follow us, please uh, feel free to subscribe and. Get on board with our website. We'd love to have you join. I've got the seal of approval. I, I endorse that uh, decision as well. Make sure you go follow their work. And uh, you're absolutely outstanding, Brandon. We'll be sure to invite you back for your third visit here on the program. So uh, thank you, man. For sure. Looking forward to it. Thank you for having me. That's Brandon Jenkins joining us here on Locked on Blue Devils.